the Jewish Divorce Project. Because marriage doesn't always work out and chicken soup doesn't always help. making sense i always ask people like even when i work with clients or on a podcast like did that make sense did you follow that or was i was it a crazy uh yeah, it was wonderful <laughs> a Look, crazy, we talk a lot about transition. crazy map we talk, well we talk a lot about transition and identity here i think and and oh, so you know it's that's this yourself yeah i mean yeah uh, it matters that's exactly right and i think i was thinking recently about what if i had to think say like sum up what the biggest struggle is that I've come across for people who are getting divorced, because that's mm -hmm. what this podcast is mostly about. It's actually that switch in identity. <laughs> it's I've been this for so long, whether it's wife, husband, mom, community member, dad, and then this transition happens where there's such a big shift and it's, I don't really relate to that so much anymore. And mm. how do I, you know, how do I identify? I think that's a big struggle that comes up a lot. And there you have it, you, you know, it's not only with divorce, it's all the time, this identity shifts. And that's why I was curious what changed for you that it was something that you identified and related to before, uh, you know, was it that the, the word has changed and has new meaning or have you yourself changed yourself or the way that you practice uh, this fine yeah. craft? <laughs> I, I changed, the practices changed and you're exactly right. It was an identity shift. It came, it came, it definitely came from within me, but then I also noticed in the culture, I mean, this stuff that you're saying you're not plugged into, like what, what the witches are up to, you know, I'm not on TikTok either. I don't want to go, maybe, maybe you guys are on TikTok. I don't want to go on TikTok, but I've heard, you know, the witches are there doing things. Um, <laughs> and also location. I moved, you know, I grew up in Florida and I, I've been in Brooklyn for the last 20 years, except for a few years that I moved back to Florida. Um, and I think that's where it, that's where it started, but location seems to figure in and it's, it's definitely from within and it was definitely an identity shift. And then this book that references this time in my life, like I don't really see myself in it anymore. Like that's not me. And yet it's like, it's there. And it does talk about when I identified with it more, you know, oh, in 2014, I felt this way. And I called myself a Jewish witch and blah, blah, blah. Like it's looking back at the past. But just like now, if you were to ask me, like, are you a Jewish witch? I'd be like, well, maybe for marketing, you know, if the publisher wants to use it or if it if it's interesting. OK, but day to day practice, not really. So let's talk about that. Let me read your bio. Eliza <laughs> Einhorn. <laughs> That's me. Is an astrologer, tarot reader. And I certainly hope we get some tarot read today uh, and medium. Yes, she talks to the dead. She is the author of two books, The Little Book of Saturn, and most recently, A Mystical Practical Guide to Magic Excuse me, A Mystical Practical Guide to Magic Instructions for Seekers, Witches, and Other Spiritual Misfits. Aliza got an MFA from the Iowa Writers Workshop and was a poet and playwright in her pre-astrologer days. Find her at Aliza of Brooklyn on Instagram, A-L-I-Z-A of Brooklyn on Instagram or at at moon Pluto, Pluto NYC, M-O-O-N-P-L-U-T-O-N-Y-C on Twitter. That's moon Pluto NYC on Twitter and at her own website at moonplutoastrology.com. All right, let's get into this, Elisa. Welcome to us. However you identify, <laughs> however you identify Jewish witch or not yeah I mean, I'm, I'm still Jewish just may, maybe a little less witchy well how do those two that's a very interesting intersection of Judaism and do, what do we if we're not going to use like witchery witchcraft is there another word magic yeah Jewish magic dark arts how does that fit and and I, I am not a scholar. I make that clear, like anyone I ever talk to. I'm not an academic. I'm not a scholar. I'm definitely a practitioner. I mean, I've been an astrologer for a, a long time now and with a, a, a client base. Um, but when I, when I was starting to call myself a Jewish witch, it wasn't 
it wasn't because I was researching Jewish magic. It was because I was reading books on other stuff. Like I was reading books on the history of the occult or Wicca or hoodoo. Like I was just, I was exploring. I was exploring all this different stuff. And YouTube was there also. And somehow I found this word, witch. And I wasn't, I wasn't someone who grew up with this word. Like I didn't gr grow up um, with a lot of, uh, like it wasn't a thing for me. And I, I talk to people now who identify as witches. They're like, yeah, I loved witches since I was a kid. Or, I mean, I, I've never even read Harry Potter. Like it just, it wasn't, wasn't a thing in my life. But then I found it. I found it. I guess it was my mid forties. I found this word and I thought, yes, that's what I am. And I'm also Jewish. So I'm a Jewish witch. You know, it's just sort of simple like that. And I just want to, it's not that you're doing magic as in levitating items, but more as in seeing beyond what is perhaps presenting itself to oh. the untrained eye or what, what regular average people are seeing. Well, there's that, but as far as levitation, I have never tried to do that. But I feel like, <laughs> I feel like if I tried, you know, I could get there. Do, do you remember this psychic? I think it was in the 70s, Yuri Geller. I think he was Israeli, actually. Yes, the guy who could bend spoons with his mind. I mean, I, I could, I don't know if he was ever um, called out, you know, like if, if people thought he was a fraud, but I feel like. He didn't really bend those spoons? I think he was called out. I think it was magic. <laughs> but, um. I don't know. Sometimes the lines are thin and sometimes they're thick. I've never made anyone levitate, but there's lots of other things. Um, and someone might call that, you know, witchery or magic and someone might, they might call it something else, but there were spells. share some of the other stuff? Well, I mean, there were spells. People definitely do spells if they want something they might write a spell or find one. I mean, there's all, that's the thing is it's, it's a broad term. I mean, witch is a very broad term. Magic is a very broad term. There's all kinds of magic. I know there is Jewish magic. I have a rabbi friend in the neighborhood where I live and he's, he's uh, got all these books, you know, in Hebrew on, on, on Jewish magic. I mean, it's definitely a thing. Well, isn't Kabbalah kind of that esoteric, spiritual borderline magic? So oh, the basis uh, is mysticism. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sorry, and go on. <laughs> so the basis is mysticism and Kabbalah is also about this literal idea of kind of like joining with God in certain ways, right? That you can like encant things, right? Oh, yeah. You know, the, the mystical tradition, Halakha is also primarily based within the mystical tradition. Um, you know, it ran in those circles of people who were trying to, you know, brachot or a way of saying kind of like this experience is so magical, let's make it so concrete. Right. Let's turn it in from something being so ephemeral to something that is literally felt among us. That's the purpose of a bracha is to kind of like encant the experience to be one that's really felt amongst everyone. Um, mm. So it's not just like something that passes by. So when you think about it, how Jew, you know, Jewish law, halacha, right, and performing mitzvot in that way is kind of this whole pathway to bringing God into this world, right? That's what they're trying to do is to literally receive God in this world all the time. See, and isn't that beautiful? I mean, that's so mystical. That's mystical and magical. And that's, that, that's Judaism. But I guess we don't really talk about it. Like the way you're talking about it now, we don't, we don't talk about it that way, but I, I get it. I, I, I think I see it as very similar. Sorry to interrupt you, Lisa, as that we see the world in a certain way. We have this, and you know, this often quoted reality is only your perception. And I think that this concept of magic or witchery and Judaism is saying there's way beyond what we see and don't confine yourself to how you, you know, that it has, that things have to go or look this way because we're only seeing things in a very limited perspective, whether that's manipulating things through magic or believing in that spirituality of God or, you know, that transcendence. I think there's a lot of commonality. And parallels. Yeah, I agree. I Jews, Jews don't even need magic from anywhere. I mean, we have it. It's it's baked in already. Can we just go back to the spells? <laughs> you exactly <laughs> what I've done. I mean, I've done love spells. I have. I ha I have done love spells for myself. I've done other 
kinds of what does that mean so people fall in love with you uh, i guess i'm trying not to be too specific about what i've done wait but, why uh, I, well, <laughs> that's a good question you don't have to say who what's uh, also such things do exist if you I just want to know if i could buy some of that that's all i'm talking about is like is it like oh, yeah. you sell it over ups or something well you know when i when i started a calling myself a Jewish witch and sort of, you know, adding it to my, to my uh, life, I was very careful not to sell it. I didn't want to, I mean, I could guide people, you know, I could tell them this is how you could put together an effective spell for what you want. But I mean, there's people who will do it for you, you know, and sort of like include you in on it. But I didn't want to be, I didn't want to get between them and, and, uh, well, right now, right now why I'm the, to sending notes to the Western Wall. <laughs> why the inhibition to share specific details about what spells I've done? That's a good question. I'm going to take a sip of my water while I ponder this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my my witch's brew here. <laughs> you know what? Impart- Noam, are you starting to fall in love? <laughs> I might actually. The miss. <laughs> well, he is the a enchantment's coming over me. <laughs> he is he's a Scorpio. And I am a cancer, so there you go. Well, we need to talk about that, by the way, and how astrology well, impacts relationships, because we do talk dating from here time to time. And Noam and I are both Scorpios, so... Oh my God, I'm talking about that. With two Scorpios. Uh-oh. What does that mean? Uh-oh. So that's why Sheva wants to go deep. And yeah, y'all are, you're deep. You're deep. We're not going to stay on the surface of things. I mean, he had, he had said, the good rabbi had said, it's going to be fun, you know, we're going to have fun. But Scorpio, yet. well, no, my, my point is, is that fun for Scorpio is not the same as like a Gemini kind That's of That's a really good point. I never That's thought very about true. that. Very true. Really it's going to be profound, like even without trying, it's, it's just going to go there. It's going to penetrate to the depths, which is why Sheva keeps probing. It's also Scorpio. Sheva keeps probing about the magic. But you know what part of it is, is like it was, it was a long time ago. I can't remember the last time that I did like a real spell which i think it might have been 2017 no 2018 i think was the last time i did what i would say was oh wait no there was there was another one okay but so you know what it's rare that's why it's hard to recall it's i don't do it so much anymore so that might have been why the identity shift is like well i'm not really doing this stuff anymore i don't really identify with it and but if you have the ability to do spells why would you stop that <sighs> that's Another good question. You don't actually have like Harry Potter's world, you know, like it's fiction. There's, you know what, you know what, you know what it is? You get to a point where you don't need it anymore. And I'm not saying that that's me. All right. I'm not going to say like, I'm, you know, the best magician in the world, but I think that's true for some people. You get, you get to the point where every day your focus is just locked in that um, you might not need to set aside. A special time you know i asked this rabbi friend of me friend of mine if there were certain people who didn't need to do um mitzvot just because and he said yes that there were and i can't remember anything else he said about that but he said that there were certain souls like they, they didn't need it like they didn't need the elevation or you know whatever the process is so i think it's kind of similar that there are certain witches or certain magicians that they don't need to do magic anymore because they're just so uh in the flow that means they don't have to like, they don't have to fast on Yom Kippur. Yeah, like that. I can't remember. I might have asked him about Shabbos. I can't because I'm sort of I'm obsessed with Shabbos. I'm obsessed with Shabbos. I'm obsessed with, with Shabbos observance. That's like one of my things. But I back to Shabbos question. Wait, 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 there's so many good things here. What do you mean you're obsessed with Shabbos? Tell about, tell us about your Shabbos obsession. I'm obsessed. I'm like so obsessed with Shabbos, and I'm still trying to answer the question about spells. Um, okay, let me jump. So Sheva might have some Gemini in her chart because she can jump. And I'm still like, like, yeah, we like can call it Gemini, we can call it ADD. I hear this all the time. People are like a Gemini with a Scorpio rising. That's rough. That's a rough combination. I'm, I'm not saying that's me. I'm saying I like, am I rising something? Is something about me rising? I realize how weird that question is. Right, no, everyone is rising, but you need the birth time. Now I'm I'm of the belief that you don't need the birth time to do a good astrology reading, although a lot of astrologers would uh, say good, that. 
I'm the third child and my mom does not remember anything about me. So I could never get my birth time. But if you can get your birth certificate, I mean, I got mine, but there's people who were adopted. There's all kinds of. I think I was afternoon. The rising sign depends on what time you were born. And that's, I mean, it's li literally the constellation that was rising in the, what is it? East, West? This, is, science. this yeah. is the science part. Okay. Oh, the Shabbos obsession. You want to know? <laughs> we talk about the Shabbos There's obsession. a lot on the docket here today. And this is really going to go out to pe people are going to like listen to this, this, uh, this conversation. That's funny. This will go, this will go out to uh, maybe a hundred people. Something yeah. Like I I have a really tiny podcast and that's what I, I always say. Oh yeah, this is going to go out to my five, my five friends. They're loyal people though. I love them. We love them. They're great people. Yeah. They listen diligently. They're really, it's a, it's a wonderful group of people. Oh, I love them all. I'm feeling it. Okay. I, feel I, I have, I have a question <laughs> <laughs> and I know we have a couple of questions out there already and I am keeping track. So, <laughs> but, but I have, okay. And I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second here. Cause I'm very curious. Um, I, and I'm going to digress a little bit with the story. Have any of you seen the show Married at First Sight? No. Okay. No. Basically, to sum up, it's one of these new age reality shows uh, where they match people, but it's meant to cater to people who really are committed and it, people in their 30s, 40s, professionals who just have dated, not found anybody, and they want to be married. And through this show, you know, part of the spectator experience is they meet for the first time at the altar. And they have, they literally really truly get married and they have to live together for a month. And at the end of the month, they come, you know, you sit down with the professionals and you say, if you want to stay married wow. or if you want to get divorced. And I was somewhat obsessed for the first few seasons because I was fascinated by the psychology and the relationship aspects behind it. And what I found for the most part was that most couples at the end of the month, almost all decided to stay together. Most didn't last the year. I think there's, you know, one or two who've actually gone in it for the long haul and have children together, but the initial desire to stay together was there. And then afterwards it didn't last. And I think that when, that's sorry, why. it's the sex. They stayed for the, <laughs> well, the sex. my, my uh, other theory is that the part of the show, how they pair you up with somebody is they have this whole team. They have a psychologist and a dating coach and a, um, a sociologist and all of these people that come together and review all of these applications and they decide, we think this is a good match. We think this is a good match. I think there's something in human psychology, especially nowadays, that when somebody says, we think this is a good idea, it almost feels, it's like the modern day shadchit, right? Where we have come together and taken this decision off your plate. It's this relief of, well, they must have thought it was a good idea. And even if I'm not happy or doesn't feel right, a higher power, even though it's people yes. have said this matches. So I, I feel like even with a spell or with reading your tarot cards, mm -hmm. there's something about the decision is beyond me. And I also act in according. So I will, if I believe this spell is going to happen, it's this, it's really the question of where, how does belief guide action? So if I do this spell, do I act differently with somebody that I want to fall in love with me? Cause I truly believe this spell is going to work. And then does that acting kind of I don't change think, the pattern? I, I know what you're saying though, but I don't think so. I mean, I, there's good spells and bad spells. Like there, there are witches who are very bad at spells or non-witches who are bad, bad at spells. spells different from curses? Wait, I'm trying to answer. Right, okay. <laughs> I forget what I was no. saying. It's, it's early on the East Coast, right? It's not even noon, it's early. I forget what I was going to say. So you were saying that it's not about changing the way that you act. There no. actually is manipulation of energy and forces going on. Yes. And you could do like a spell that's not effective or whatever, whatever you did wrong. You did something wrong. You weren't focused. You were multitasking in your spell. Am I allowed to swear on your yes. show? Yes. Okay. My spell, your, the spell was just kind of shitty. It didn't work. You could act all day long. My spell is going to work, you know, but it's not. It's like therapy. Sheva, you're a therapist, right? It's yeah. like therapy. Like there's a big difference between like real deep therapy where you're really going in and trying to change things and making connections versus like reading, a, seeing a meme on Instagram. It's like night and day, you know, just like a little blip versus a, a deep process. That's the same thing, you know, like 
I don't think behaving as if your spell is going to work is going to make a spell work. Well, I actually think it's not just outward behaving. It's it's yeah. sometimes even the tiny nuances of your attitude. You know, if if I, let's say I put a spell on someone that I want to fall in love with me. And if beforehand I felt like he wasn't, yeah, it's, I'm doing it right now. Do you know him? <laughs> is it working? <laughs> um, you know, I might, come in if I was nervous that the feelings weren't reciprocated I might come in feeling a little bit closed or being very hesitant but if I came in to a date or the room feeling like I truly believe in magic I might be a little bit more outgoing or ask different questions or be less inhibited because I have this inherent belief I don't think it would last I mean the that that confidence if there wasn't like if a person is naturally under you know insecure underconfident and then they do this spell, like exactly what you're describing. I don't think their confidence would last. I think it would just revert. It would go back to the way it was. I don't think there would be lasting change. But also that's another, like, we're not even talking about ethics. Any, anything that I talk about here doesn't mean that I approve of, you know, like on Twitter, people say, if I retweet something, it doesn't mean I agree with this message. Like, cause I'm not saying we should go out and do love spells or try so to know make- ourselves. I'm saying, I'm- <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, um, um, my talking about spells does not mean that I approve of it. And there's all kinds of love spells. You know, there's, there's all, there's all kinds and people, you know, there, there's people who go around trying to break up couples. You know, there's that too. There's anything you can, you can imagine there is a spell for, you know, probably from the beginning of time and all over the world. So if you don't do spells so much anymore, what do you do? So what's the work that you concentrate now? now? In ter- you mean in terms of magic? Is that, what, is that what you're asking? Or you mean spiritually in, in general? Or when you say- well, You choose. <laughs> what's a good thing to talk about? What's, what is the work that you do either personally, spiritually, or professionally? Oh, oh, well, my, my work is as an astrologer. That's been my work for over a decade. That's my work work, you know, my, okay. my, my income, my living, how I afford challah for Shabbos. That's my, <laughs> my two or four loaves as the case may be. So tell us about astrology. Different uh, than witchcraft, how? Oh yeah. Oh, that's totally different. Um, they're... It's, it's a big question. Let me think of a good way in. All right. So we're, we're two Scorpios and a, and a cancer here. And in astrology. Is that like the beginning of an astrology joke? (laughs) Two Scorpios and a cancer. For for the untrained, the predominant energy of the Scorpio would be intensity and the cancer is well i think it's also intensity emotions emotional expression intuition all right okay. that's something that scorpios and cancers have in common is really strong intuition i think scorpios have a need for control that cancer has a little bit less of now that's not saying scorpio will admit that to themselves and Never. also secrecy there's a secrecy to scorpio scorpios always have um skeletons in the closet whether they're witches or not they've got skeletons scorpios have secrets that's it end of story scorpios have secrets scorpios want control i mean so i'm giving you sort of gotta be a much more positive way of looking at that i don't scorpios get the shit end of the stick if you ever pick up an astrology book it's scorpios that it's like can you just say something positive about us i don't know i hear scorpios are intense lovers i don't mind being categorized as that love Scorpio and I don't think anything I just said was bad so so then that's your putting you know your I don't know projection or perception like on that that wanting control is bad I don't think it's bad I don't mean it judgmentally at all one of my closest friends is a Scorpio I have a strong Pluto Pluto is one of the the ruling planets of Scorpio all of the signs are associated with a planet or two and they share characteristics so I am not a Scorpio but the planet associated with it strong in my chart so when I was little and I would read like Scorpio horoscopes or read about Scorpio I later on I was surprised to find out I wasn't one like how could I not be I identified with all this intensity but then I found out as I got you know as I learned astrology in my 30s found out the reason why but then you probe even deeper and you see the differences 
you know, that cancer it's is not based on your, it's based on your birth, right? Like, well, your personal chart is like who Sheva is for real. That is based on, yeah, your birth information, but there's still, obviously we have to start talking somewhere. So there's general traits. So yesterday, Shabbos, I was, I was at lunch with a friend and she's got uh, an Aquarius son and Aquarius daughter and a bunch of other kids. And so they ask me when I, when I visit, I mean, I don't start these conversations. Okay. They do. But if, if they, if they know what I do for a living, then the kids, they want to know, tell me about me. Tell me about me. Tell me about me. It's like, okay, fine. You know, just to shut them up. All right. I'll tell you about Aquarius. <laughs> and I'm just trying to think of things. And, and my friend was amazed. She said that describes my son perfectly. Doesn't describe my daughter. So you're going to find that too. You're going to find people go, yes, that's me. And then that's where the individual chart comes in. You know, when, when you were born and all the other details and she identified the daughter identified with some of it, but it really fit her son to a T. Mendel. What are, that's my Mendel. Mendel. What are oh. some of the other details that well, Mendel's such a Gemini. <laughs> What, Sheva? I what are hear. some of the other details that account for differences? So the time of day that you're born and what else? Yeah, the um, yeah month, date, year, time of birth, and location. But then it even came up a question of twins, which is a mystery that I cannot answer. Why twins who would have you know very similar birth charts, obviously, that they can be very different in personality. I feel like that's a mystery that only God can answer. The astrologers cannot answer that. Like, like I can, I can talk to clients all day long and be right, be right about whatever it is they need to know, even, you know, a a pure astrology reading, but then twins, fuck if I know, I don't know. I don't know why. Twins on here to try to answer that. Ah, Maybe that's next. The Olsen twins. (laughs) Yes. That's next next week. (laughs) So I get that. Like the assignment comes from the date and the month and the year and all that stuff. But like what is it that I guess causes the personality to be associated in that way? Does that, does that make sense? Am I asking the right way? Like you read a chart. I mean, pull, no, but is it like the pull of the moon or something that creates like this whole thing? There's a, there's a bunch of planets and they're all, they're all some, I mean, the process is you've got some data, right? The birth info and, and, and back, back in the day, in the olden times, they would do it by hand. Right. Now we have computers and um, you just type yeah, in information and you get a chart. It's a, a picture and there's a bunch of planets and they're all somewhere in the chart and it all has a meaning. Right. And then the planets interact with each other and they're, right. they're, they're in a particular part of the chart and that has a meaning. Okay. And so there's like a stew that we're talking about that like creates like this general atmosphere when people are born that you know, they come out that it's like this, that Play-Doh thing where I'll kind of like mix together and then, you know, you come out looking like a star, you look, come out looking like a squiggly line or come out looking. No, like you do star. know how children are born, right? Just yeah, I know that storks don't <laughs> drop them off anymore. I'm just saying that like, there's a big Play-Doh Cosmically <laughs> speaking, this is how people get injected with whoever they are, right? That's what I'm yes, talking about. Yes. And that's another thing is Scorpios will always bring the conversation back to sex at some point. It's going to happen even if it's a little bit veiled. So this is more like Scorpio stereotype podcast, but it's always going to come back to sex. I feel very attacked right now. I'm just going to say that. I feel but very attacked. Nothing, very nothing. attacked. And we know you, you feel attacked in bed. No, <laughs> I wish I got attacked in bed. I wish. He takes pride in it. He take, And he should. He takes pride in it. See, cancer, my sign is going to go like, uh, it's not going to be as direct. Like I might. So Scorpio is going to be very direct in bringing up sex, but a cancer is going to be more circuitous. And I might use like a metaphor or, and just let people figure it out. Cause that's just like cancer ways is the, is the crab in the shell. So it's going to be a little mysterious about it compared to Scorpio. Sex, sex, sex. They're just, they can't get away from it. They're always thinking about it or doing it or, you know, talking about so it. What type yeah. of women am I better off trying to date then? The one you're, that's the question. The one you're currently with. <laughs> Is that, a, that's a good, uh, <laughs> let me, you mean as a Scorpio or you mean like, you want me to do a psychic reading for you? Like right now? Like, no, which, I want you to tell me as a Scorpio. You, you could do a oh, psychic reading. And then reading I want you to like. do a psychic reading for me, please. I'll take a psychic reading. 
Wait, what was Noam's question again? Can you can you repeat the I mean, question? I have to go at nine because I have therapy. They're going to read me in a whole other different type of way. But, you know. Well, you know, people say to me, they say, my therapist said that. Sometimes there's a, you know, that intersects. But what Look was Noam's Yeah, you do the psychic reading. I, no, I forgot. Right. Your so what was your question, Noam? Who are you? As a Scorpio, right? If we're talking like practically relationship speaking, right? As a Scorpio, who, you know, who should I be dating? Is it really just anyone I, I match with or like there's certain astrological signs no. that I'll be better off with? We would have, we would have to know your entire chart. It, for sure, it cannot be just the sun sign because there's all these other factors. So we can't even answer Noam as a Scorpio who would be right for him. Like a bad astrologer might say, or a new astrologer might say, oh, well, another water sign, water and water, same element, gets along, or they might put you with earth. But maybe Noam has all these planets and fire signs and he's a really fiery person. Or maybe he's got all these planets and air signs and he's, he needs someone really intellectual. So it's gonna be more complex. I mean, you might hate other water signs, but some new astrologers might think just like water and water goes together. Should be under um, sand. I don't want to be around. That should. Get what did you say? Sand. That should sand. Get yeah. Well, that's a an option. Sand. Aliza, would yeah. you say because I think our demographic of people who are divorced, yeah, that there are some couples and matches that are doomed <sighs> to failure from the start. People love to know it's not their fault. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely doomed. And I believe, I sorry, I actually believe this. I don't care how crazy it sounds. I, I think before, before a couple gets married, they should consult with a competent, I mean, whether it's an astrologer or some sort of spiritual advisor, like besides their usuals, like they might have a rabbi, they might have a therapist. I think they need to go to this other level, which I don't, I don't know what the word for it is today, because the rabbis are the spiritual advisors, but I think they and there are methods that people compare the charts, which I actually have mixed feelings about those because I think they don't always work. Like you could compare two charts and someone could say, oh, this is a great match. This is a bad match. Well, it doesn't always play out that way. So you even have to go deeper than the chart. That's a, the, the chart gives information. There's a lot of great data there. You can certainly see red flags. You can see red flags in individual charts. You can see red flags between charts, charts meaning people. But you have to go even deeper, which is why I say like someone who's competent, someone who has a really strong intuition and an understanding of people, people and astrology. So really, you shouldn't be social media stalking anyone you meet. You should be just no, you birthday and go and getting an astrological chart. No, I think you should do that, too. I think you absolutely should look at someone's social media. <sighs> well, I think the first step is get a reading for yourself, know yourself even better so that you yes. can match better or more efficiently with people because you know what, how you operate. You know, all of this is just more information of learning more about yourself. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot there. And people evolve. Like there might've been good matches for me. I mean, I, I am divorced, but the, I mean, there were probably good matches for me all along. Oh, Eliza, you can't drop this now. Yeah, well, how did we not know this? <laughs> well, it didn't, uh, to me, it's not, not, not such a big did deal. Did you do a reading of you and your ex's charts before? I probably did. Oh, I de oh my God, now, now I'm getting the flashbacks from this time. Well, he'll, he'll never hear this, this podcast. Um, no, I had people tell me point blank, do not marry this person or do not, this is not the right person for you. Mm. Um, yeah, and I continued on with it. It was just what I wanted to do, you know, la la la. I was like young or felt I was in love. And I don't that think- It wasn't even astrological, that was just- No, I don't think anything was gonna stop me yeah. from, actually, I don't think any, anything was gonna stop me at that time from finding someone to get married to. But there was astrology that, I, that was compelling it. So I still had free will, but I felt very compelled by a certain, like any, if anyone listening to this is an astrology fan, then they remember this particular astrological happening that was happening at around, when was this? When was I married? <laughs> 2012, 2013, around then. Um, and I think it did compel people and it certainly compelled me. And that- That's when I got divorced. So what was, what was happening? It was the Uranus-Pluto square. Like it was just like this major, major planetary conflict, okay? Is Mercury rising? We're in retrograde. 
Mercury is always in retrograde. Well, you know what? There is a Mercury retrograde coming up, actually. So be careful. Be careful. (laughs) Double check your travel plans. But yeah, the the divorce. Yeah, I there were there were some red flags and they were shown to me for sure. But, you know, we got divorced. So that's good. (laughs) I was able to put a stop to it. Well, I think that's actually comforting. Even somebody with some type of ability to see things in a different way or read people in a different way also can follow your heart or make decisions and change your mind or grow and evolve. And uh, I think that's a good takeaway. And I, uh, I, uh, I mean, I've evolved for sure. And also my chart, my particular chart, that's, that's like a, a, this is something I probably shouldn't talk about, but that is a failing that I have is I can, uh, rose colored glasses. There's some things in my chart. I mean, I I think I'm better at that now, you know, older, wiser. I know what to check for in myself so that I don't make those same mistakes, which I have basically made, you know, over and over because that's how it works. You make the same mistake over and over. So he was part of that, part of a long series of, of, uh, Self-inquiry. <laughs> yeah, so I was about to say like failed love, self, self-inquiry. Personal growth. Yes, that's, that makes much nicer. Was he a believer in astrology and? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, he sure was. He sure was, yeah. And I, I'm like so on the verge of, see, people are very sensitive. Okay. They're very, very sensitive. I don't care if anyone puts down cancer, my sign. I I really don't care. I think it's kind of funny, but I notice people are very, very sensitive. So if I were to say like what sign he was and talk about, you know, how happy I am, I'm not with this person. They're going to take it personally, right? They're going to feel like, oh my God, she's putting down my sign, but I'm so I'm keeping myself from saying, don't marry a blank, but I can't say what it is because it's just, it's too upsetting for the humans. You know, but also it's, you didn't match well with that. It doesn't mean that somebody else wouldn't match with that. Sign. Somebody has to match with this sign. It's an entire month. True. My sister's married to one. And most of my female friends throughout my entire life have been this sign. I have very, very close friends of this sign. We're the fine as long that. as it's not a Scorpio. Well, well oh no, I love, I love Scorpio. I, I, I have big love for Scorpio. My mother was a Scorpio. I'm Scorpio is good. So I don't, I don't know why I don't, you know, I don't know why they get a bad rap. I, they, some, yeah, someone We're back on Scorpios again. Yeah. We can't stay away. You guys are so magnetic. We can't. But just, also, isn't it true that there are certain qualities or quali- um, characteristics of a sign and with everything in life, there's a duality. So even like you said, keeping secrets, you know, Nelm's first response was, ah, you know, that's so bad, but there's a, there's a flip side to how you look at things. And Maybe somebody good at keeping secrets is a therapist, right? I can keep confidentiality. I can hold things in. Yeah. And so with characteristics, it's the same. Or a rabbi, exactly. So, but it's the same thing with characteristics of maybe that this person you were with took the qualities and didn't necessarily use them in a positive way, but those same qualities can, you know, the, there's a flip side to that. For sure. Higher vibration, lower vibration, we would call it in my line of work. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, when I was talking about secrets, I was thinking like you each probably have your own secrets because they just can't help it. Scorpio can't help. They can't help. See, they, that's they, what I mean. That sounds mischievous, uh, right? Well, like, like yeah. it's not me reading it in a particular way. Serious. It's mysterious, not mischievous. Well, Noam, do you have secrets you want to share publicly right now? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'd, I'd love to. Absolutely. You'll get them all. And you're just going to tease that out. No one <laughs> maybe has secrets and maybe I do. And maybe we'll talk about it one day. I, mean, I could bong. It's possible. I always say to like, no psychic is a hundred percent correct or, or astrologer and astrologers don't identify necessarily as psychics. I think most astrologers feel like they're just like reading the chart. They're just reading data and they're not being intuitive at all. For me, it's mixed in, but I could be wrong. No psychic is a hundred percent. The good psychics are right most of the time. So Noah might not have any secrets. Sheva might not have any secrets. Entirely possible. I put all my shit out there. <laughs> well, that could be. So can we do a tarot reading? It snows for sure. Okay. Well, yeah, we can do a tarot reading if you have a question. I like to, I like to work with people's questions. 
And I actually have two decks right here. Where is my life going? Oh man, you really want to know the, but do you want me to be honest? What if I say things you don't like? Is this podcast going to go in the- that now, jeez. It's too early for me. Where is his life going? That's what he wants to know. Okay. You know no, what? No, no, no. Oh, man. What? No, no backsies. <laughs> Let's answer it for today. Like, where is his life going this Sunday in the morning? Yeah, right. What's this week going to be like? Let's go with that one. That's more manageable. You know what? People people do ask that. Let's they do ask, that. Let's do this week. The most general things to the most specific. I mean, they really drill down. Noam's week. And I don't know anything about your week. Fair enough. Except it is still sukkah so you're, you're probably doing some stuff related to that i would assume hmm this is making me wonder if you're on vacation or this this week does not seem like an intense week to me i'm uh, getting there's some at a jewish day school i got tuesday and uh, wednesday off and tomorrow oh, okay. and a half day so yeah About see rest built into this week yeah you're gonna rest you're you're literally gonna sleep you're you're gonna get more sleep more rest so Bring this it, baby. yeah this week has in store for you some recovery um i want to say especially well physically and mentally yeah th- this this is a recovery week for you whenever i do a prediction it usually comes with advice so i want to tell you to like take it like take that and don't fight it so as much nothing as you can do you should do and it looks like that's what the week has in store, has a bunch of nothing in a good way. Rest. Is there anything else? Hmm. Now this is an interesting card. <laughs> is that your favorite thing to say? Is that what they train you? Like, here are the expressions you say. It's like the, the worst the thing an astrologer can say is, oh shit. <laughs> How long, like, what's... <laughs> this is, Noam's got plans. So this might be while he's resting, he's cooking something up. Like he is thinking about what's next. So that's what this is. The first question that Noam asked me that he took back is about this. This week he is going to be thinking about what's next. What do I want? But I feel like he's thinking about it in a really big way. Could be a job change, but it's like this. He is asking really big questions at this time. How do I show up in the world? What is my purpose? But it's, I, f- I feel like Noam wants to be in charge of something bigger than what he's currently in charge of. Like he wants, he wants, he wants it to be bigger and he wants more power. I think he wants more power in his life, in his career. And he's going to, he's thinking about that this week while he's doing this rest. Maybe he'll dream about it and then ask Sheva what his dreams mean. <laughs> That'll be the next episode. Checking in on the dreams. Yeah. More power, more power. How does that fit with you, Noam? It sounds good to me. Is he, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying you're on the verge of quitting your job or something, but I, I think you want something else, something different. More elevated, more status. More control. Ah, there's that word again. More control over your destiny. So that you feel less like a... That certainly rings true. Absolutely. Yeah. Pulled in the wind, tossed in the wind, whatever that phrase is. Blown by the wind. I know there's some cliche in there that I couldn't get quite right. But a good nap. That's what this week holds in store for you. A good nap. How's that? Sounds (laughs) wonderful. Thank you. You're weak. Okay. I'm ready. So first, right. I'd like to order a good nap as well. <laughs> the cards never lie. <laughs> but they might something like Vegas. I am, have had a lot of transitions happen lately. First of all, it's the start of the Jewish year. My kids are back in school. Um, job changes, relationship changes. And I'm wondering, what is something I should be focusing on for this upcoming year or the next uh-huh. stage of my life? So she went to the big picture. Noam removed the big picture and Sheva went to the big picture. Wow. That's a good, that's more of a regulated big picture question. Look at I'm jealous. Notice the difference in the questions. Noam's was more predictive and Sheva's Hmm. more, it was like a, what should I, right? Was it? Or am I, am I missing? What should I focus on? 
with my yeah, what should I focus on my middle-aged memory okay what should Sheva focus on there so they all right I'm already talking about they they're telling me um they want you to think smaller they don't want you to think about the year ahead they want you to think a smaller increment I would say think six months ahead don't think year ahead it's too big it's too much and they're also saying you have a tendency to do that these big bigger chunks of time and they want you to think it think it smaller gee that was grammatically correct they want you to think it smaller okay what should i be thinking smaller what should i what should i be focusing on for the next three to six months hold on definitely relationships um I want to say there's something that you're doing that you need to do differently. I don't know if it's who you're for sure. I don't know if you're, are you, are you like newly single or something, but there's, there's something that you've been doing that you need to do differently. And oh my God, they're telling me you've been doing it way wrong. This is not a judgment. This I'm just um, bringing you the information you, whatever you've been doing, it does not work for you. It didn't work in your marriage and it's not going to work with these guys. They have a sense of humor where the information comes from what what to, what can i do differently well i don't know if they're going to tell me that because that might be too personal but let me let me but that but that came through is what you need to focus on is improving this improving this because you really want a relationship it it makes sense for you to be in one it kind of doesn't your life doesn't really make sense to not be in one it's like she Maybe needs that's what i need to do differently she needs like i'm very okay oh okay well, they're saying she needs to have this. You you cannot complete your and I you know and I'm not I'm not saying this in a sexist way, meaning like it's not because you're a girl, you know, it's not because you're a woman that I'm telling you, oh, you need to be married, all right? This is like specific for Sheva that you you actually there there are things you need to learn and understand. You can only learn and understand them in a relationship with a partner. It cannot be learned or understood between you and your kids or you and your family members or friends or career or any of the things you do, any of the meaningful things you do. Your soul is only gonna do what it needs to do and, and be elevated in the way it needs to be elevated through like that romantic marriage partnership thing. And I don't know anything about your first, I'm assuming you were just married once, but I feel like it was a disaster. I mean, some people get divorced and it wasn't a disaster, but this was a freaking disaster. Um, but you have to make that right. I don't mean with him, I mean like in your life. So, oh, and also more, yeah. well, le leaving that topic for a sec, uh, it's time for you to get back into the world. And this might be just more, more promotions for what you do. Like if, if COVID, if COVID pandemic like made you cloistered or made your life smaller over the next six months, you've got to just be out there, put yourself out there, basically. Um, if you, if you got less social, it's time to be social again, obviously in ways that feel safe to you, you know, whatever your COVID uh, protections are, but they want you to not be um, alone and they want you to not be too cloistered or too introverted. They want you to be out in the world, which, you know, that could also be in cyberspace, you know, it could be more, yeah. more of this type of thing, but they want, they want, they want you to shine. They really want you to shine and to not, to not hide. They want you to stop licking your wounds, so to speak, and to be bright. What? Very cool. Yeah. So it wasn't a COVID thing, but that's actually spot on just the okay. past few months. All of these transitions have actually exhausted me and I have been just nesting and hiding and just laying low. I've been taking that big nap that no one's about to take. Uh, that is super accurate, but I want to go back to out. relationships. It's time to come back out then. It's time to rejoin the world. Your, your guides, we haven't talked about guides. Your guides are really freaking loud. Like not that Noam, not that I didn't get information from Noam, but they weren't as loud. Yours are louder. God. All right. So mean? we're going to have to do a part two episode and talk about these guides and spirit animals and everything else in between. And you know, the guides could be the Ushbizim. Could be. For Sukkot? Why not? Yeah. All of them? Or do I get to choose? No, you don't get to choose. I don't, you know, I don't think any of us get to choose. I mean, but I mean, obviously at any time you can talk to whoever, whoever you want, but whoever is giving, I mean, 
wherever the information that, wait, you had another question. I'm gonna stop trying to explain things because it takes me a really long time. But did you have another? I have a million questions. Oh, I think I'm gonna have to follow up personally and then share <laughs> what I learn. But Let's I think do. I need more. <laughs> Let's do that. But folks, you can uh, remember to follow Aliza. I gotta get up her bio again, sorry. Um, we got to remember to follow Aliza at Aliza of Brooklyn on Instagram and Moon Pluto NYC on Twitter. And of course, your website at moonplutoastrology.com where you can get in touch with her. You can also find her literature there, the book she's written and uh, connect with her. She's been a wonderful guest. Thank you so much, Aliza. It's been great having you. Thank you too. Wait, just quickly. Because Noam, did you feel, I felt like that was actually yeah. very, really related and some very powerful messages to me. And, and I just want to send this out to the listeners that that was actually, I felt that that was pretty accurate. So Noam, how about you? Uh, I thought it resonated with me in very accurate ways. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Aliza. Thank you, Aliza. Noam cool. thought he, his was or that Noam thought yours was accurate? <laughs> no, I thought mine was. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was different though. It was definitely a different kind of reading. You know what? You know why? I think in part because Noam is more, he's figuring things out and it's kind of vague. But the, the messages for Sheva, they were a lot more clear. They were a lot more like, this is what you need to do. That's it. It was like super, super sharp. And Noam, oh. because it was literally take a nap. So he's, he needs to rest. It could be maybe his energy is harder to get into right now that he needs, he's overworked and needs to sleep. But I certainly that, enjoy the rest right now. I, I know that I need it. So, and you know, that emperor part too was the same message. Yeah, he needs to be still. He has to do nothing. Yeah. Well, Noam has therapy now. Great. <laughs> 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 Isn't that fun? I love therapy. All right, Aliza. <laughs> again, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. We'd love to have you on as a guest uh, uh, again as a guest, and maybe you'll be a reoccurring guest. To. You'll you'll be our <laughs> drop in astrologer. That would be super. Oh, we should do like a regular have people call in. That would be really cool. You know, I would. Really cool. It's actually kind of fun. I, I, I admit it. All right. All right. <laughs> a match was made. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you can check us out, friends, on Instagram and Facebook at the Jewish Divorce Project. And you can also and find us uh, online. You want to do that part? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> on the web at the Jewish Divorce Project.com. Please send us uh, any questions, comments concerns, things you'd like us to talk about. We're clearly going in some interesting directions here, though we are open to anything. Right. All right, friends, take care.